I'm Patrick Ngako, and this is my series, Superhuman You, helping you reach your true potential through the power of imagination, music, and more. On today's episode, we are joined by Fraser Mulugeta. Fraser is a first-generation American CPA and a lifetime learner. He graduated summa cum laude from Texas A&M University. He currently works for EY in advisory, accounting advisory specifically. He's in his free time. Fraser is an avid backpacker and a novice foodie. Welcome, Fraser. Thanks, Patrick. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, um, I love having you here on the show, and, and I think you'll be great to kind of hear about your experience and and how you know your entire life journey, particularly with this, you know, with the lens that you are first generation American uh, with immigrant parents. So that's a that's a very great perspective to to bring on. So one one question that I have for you, right, is generally the unknown is frightening, meaning when you're trying to to make changes in your life it's something that's petrifying a lot of us wind up just staying in the same spot um not, without really testing anything new and so my question to you is where do you find the courage within yourself to to make that change happen uh in your life yeah that that's a good question i think uh something that's been very important for me is incorporating reflection. Um, one of the ways that I find courage within myself, if, if, if it's not from some sort of external source, is um, just comparing it to my past experiences. You realize the longer and longer um, you've been around and the more things that you've done and the people you've interacted with, that you're much more capable than you think you are. I know a lot of people really have, and I myself have really struggled with some uh, the concept of like imposter syndrome and not feeling like you belong or being told by external sources that you don't belong, you don't fit in, um, you're not good enough, you can't measure up. And while it's clear when it's coming from external sources, it's not as clear and it can be twice as damaging if it's coming from internal sources, if it's coming from your own internal dialogue. So I think one of the things is quieting quieting that internal nagging voice and saying, no, I do belong. No, I do. And having confidence that your past experiences have enabled you and brought you uh, to being much more capable than you might think you are. You know, it's okay to dive into something um, and not know right what's gonna out what's gonna happen what's yeah, the outcome for sure um i don't know i guess i like in 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 your experience how, how do you find courage whenever you um don't know what's gonna happen or, or the unknown you're faced with an unknown situation i, I think a, a point that you brought up which is fantastic is self-reflection which which, uh, which from what i understand is the basis of how you are able to found that courage, right? And mm -hmm. I, I do the same. I think it's something that we generally do not do enough. It's easy to just get wrapped up into the hustle of everyday life and not really take the time to compare ourselves to ourselves. I think we're really mm -hmm. good about compare, comparing us to each other, right, to other people. Yeah. I mean, TV and everything, society just forces you to do that. There's a lot of benchmarks. There's always somebody that you need to emulate, idols. There are a lot of 
leaders out there that want them to to follow you. But I think that that point of self-reflection, really comparing, okay, am I maturing? Am I growing? Am I changing over time? Because that's the really true constant is change. As much as we want to stay put, life just so happened that you you're always constantly changing and evolving and and i and i love the point of self-reflection because i don't think i don't think that we do that enough right yeah it, it, i i think we really should be self-reflecting like every day although i don't know if how much will get done but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what you mean it's 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 interesting because you know the, the the notion of self-reflection is is something that it sounds sort of like fundamental and, and almost like a, like obviously you should be self-reflecting obviously mm-hmm. if you're experiencing things you're thinking about them, but it, it's, it's, it's surprising how little we actually take the time to process what's happened. Oh, absolutely. Um, take the time to reflect and say, okay, maybe not how would I do things differently, but what did I learn? What, what, was the outcome? Why was the outcome the way it was? Um, how did I handle the situation? How did mm-hmm. I, how was I, what was my mental state when I'm going through that? How do I, how could I have impacted the outcome in, an, in another way? And then what are some tools and things? How much of this is even repeatable? How much of this is leverageable into the future? Yeah, so. Absolutely. And, and I think, with the amount of information that we absorb on a day-to-day basis, it becomes even more and more critical to be able to, you know, sift through it and, and really understand. Okay, because we the the reality is every practically every other second we're making a decision, and and I don't think that people are realizing that. And so, if you don't take the time to to break and 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 reflect on what's happening then you're just constantly going to make decisions on the wrong information. And that could impact yeah. how you change your life, even if you decide to change. And, and, and a lot of times we, we make the decision to stay put. We don't make the decision to change because we don't even have the time to reflect on the information that we absorb on our experiences, like you say, um, and, and really trying to muster that confidence from, from, from our past. So, so I got I have a question for you, Patrick. I, I guess, could you give an example of a time when you reflected and something happened later on, you reflected on it and you were more equipped to handle maybe not the exact same thing, but uh, another situation? Well, I, I think a good, a good example. That's a positive example. I have two, I have three kids, right? And so mm-hmm. when my first child was born, I, I was kind of, kind of like a deer stuck yeah. in that light, right? I had no clue yeah. what was happening. And so even my wife was just looking at me and saying, well, what, what, the heck, what, what are you doing, right? I, I need yeah. you to do something. And I just stood like a bystander and just kind of saw the, the whole thing happening. But as I, my, my second was born four years after my first. And so when my, my wife war, was pregnant with my second, I became more involved. I became more active. And mm-hmm. just thinking through what becoming a dad did to me as a person, right? Because yeah, what I understood, a lot of people, what they do is they they just dive into becoming a parent or a dad and you go, you know, from diapers to getting them to school and all these things. And so when my second child was born, actually, I, I was able to 
to enjoy that moment a lot more because you know what I said it's going to come a time where they're going to be in that position and I will not be. I will be somewhere else, hopefully on this earth, but, <laughs> you know, you, you, but that's yeah. just the reality yeah. of life. I mean, it, 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 it just yeah. boggled my mind at that point because that was the first time that I got to see the circle of life, right? And I was like, wow, yeah. this, is, this is real, right? This is, you yeah. get older. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, and then even, even like you were more ready to the next time the circle of life came around. Right. right like, exactly. You were more ready to process it. And right. it, you're you, because, because when that life changing event happened to you, you reflected on it because right. it, it gave you perspective on not just, okay, how do I, how do I be a good dad to my firstborn, but how do I be a good dad to my secondborn, And how do I be a good person in general, like how do I get the most out of life that I'm trying to? And so, yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly what it is. Right. It's like you're using reflection on these events that, you know, you're not, no one's prepared for in the moment. Right. right? For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I think what, what makes a big difference. And I think a lot of people do get that opportunity to, to reflect when they do have life changing events being able to reflect on a kind of routine, a mundane event on a day to day does, does, you know, does bring things into perspective as well. Right. Whether you're, you're driving down the highway. I, I reflect a lot when I watch movies, particularly movies that, that do take place in the past. Right. And and I'm thinking to myself, well, this this movie is taking place in the seventies and the sixties or in the fifties. Where are these people right now? Right. At some point in time, that was the present. That was exactly the way, the way I feel today is exactly the same way they felt then. But you know, today it's no longer the case today. It's in the future. And, um, where would I be 50 years from now? Right. Do what what will happen during that time? What kind of decisions I'm making? How am I living? And it kind of the moment you start reflecting, it just brings you into like a self-reflection road, you know, road. And uh, you just kind of wind up going into places where you you really couldn't imagine in, in the first place. Yeah, it's 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 crazy uh, when you think about. Wait, just when you start down that winding road, right? Yeah. Like, I think I heard. I think I heard somewhere that, um, and I, I don't have the facts to check. You know, fact check this, but I think I heard somewhere that in one of the entrances to the the catacombs in under mm-hmm. uh, under Paris in France, it says uh, something to the effect of like we were once where you stood, right? Amongst right. all the skulls that you see. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's like really thought provoking because. You know, we're all just trying to experience the human condition. And mm-hmm. when you're when you're reflecting, it gives you not only the perspective and the empathy of other people mm-hmm. in their situations, but it also gives you, you know, bringing back home, it gives you confidence, right? It right, gives you the right. confidence that, hey, you know, I might not know what the answer is, but not, neither does anybody else. And I might not 
have the you know i might not feel like i'm up to it i might not have the confidence but you know what might as well just give it a try and and i think that's something that's that's the benefit of you know reflecting whether it be like you were saying like in those key life-changing moments or just when you're watching a movie and you're thinking about people where are they now so yeah for sure i i I definitely agree and you know one one thing i was wondering and just a question for you um Mm. do you have any kind of routine things that you do on a day-to-day basis that that do help you succeed in your personal life and in your career in general you know i mean you do have you know for for your age and, and kind of like the trajectory that you've done, you've accomplished so much. And so it would be great to kind of hear some of the tools that you use in your routine um, to help you succeed, right? Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I think uh, probably the most groundbreaking thing that, I, that helped me personally, um, you know, achieve and tackle my goals it's going to sound kind of ridiculous but just writing things down has Mm -hmm. been like a huge help um you know writing down everything from what i'm planning to do for today you know what am i what are my goals for the day what what times do i have meetings what what things do i need to get done um Versus just write, writing a random thought that comes into my mind that, you know, might be something that I want to look into or do later. I think I think documenting what's going on and what you're processing and what you're thinking about is really key to, at least myself, I, I'll write, I have notepads and pencils and pens all over the place just ready to scribble down a thought or an interesting thing that I need to do or maybe a to do I need to take on for later. So I think I think documenting thought process is is one of the things that I do on a routine basis that I I find has helped me. I think another thing um mm-hmm. is and, and any chance I get, I I try to bring structure to unstructured things, right? So like solving problems or facing challenges by using structure because mm-hmm. most of the, often the problems and things that we face are just abstract and the things that are the most daunting are unstructured right mm-hmm. how do i do this how do i achieve this you know i want to lose weight okay well what you know that's a that's a they might seem simple but how what are the what are the ways that you're going to structurally attack that problem Mm -hmm. so every chance i get i try to you know and by by documenting what i'm thinking i try to okay put a ring around and try to understand what it is that i can do and try and put it in manageable Mm bite-sized chunks and then formulate action plans structure things like that so i i I know that's not it's not you know wake up 4 a.m and go for a run and then because i I feel like i feel like that's kind of that's kind of the you know whenever you try to find people who are super you know achieving that's that's how they do right and 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 that that works for some people but i know for me i i like having you know some some freedom some uh to be creative in my in my thinking or or uh, 
flowing and letting ideas mm-hmm. and conversations sort of dictate how I'm thinking about it. And then when it, when the time comes, setting a structure to make something happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the writing uh, aspect of it because I think what writing does help you is 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 organize your thoughts and really filter the thoughts that are kind of useless yeah. as opposed to things that are pertinent to something, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. right? <laughs> you know, I don't think a lot, I don't think yeah. we do enough writing in general, putting, putting things down because, you know, if you don't do that and what it does actually it does help kind of create a cadence in your thinking pattern and your thinking pattern, yeah. you, ho- you are at the end of the day, what you think, right? And, and the thoughts that come through your mind are, are a reflection of not only your personality, your character, but your experiences. And, and in, yeah. in, in, at the end of the day, you as a human being, as an individual, is made up of your body, you know, which what you can see in physical form, and the accumulation of all your thoughts, which is pretty much the way you, you operate, your operating system, right? That's the way I kind of look at yeah. this. And, and, and writing things down, it's like a mirror. Um, it's like... You're truly yes. looking at who you are as a person without, you know, looking beyond the physical. Um, because if you do put that down, it kind of says, well, um, am I the one thinking that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 I can't agree more with that, with that idea because it's like you don't, you don't really – you you think you get sort of it, it's all it happens all the time right there's like feedback loops right so when you're yeah. in your own head it can kind of you might not be as aware of how feedback loopy your ideas are mm-hmm. right and when you say it or when, when you're having a conversation you're talking to people or you're writing things down any way that you're trying to effectively communicate mm-hmm. i think that you're right it's like okay you know out of a hundred sticky notes and I write an, one idea on each sticky note, probably like 75, 80, 90 of them are in the trash, but then the right. 10 that stay, right. Are actually actionable, great ideas that right. I can use and, and op and work on and, and are a good, um, or a represent a faithful representation of what I'm trying to put out there. Right. right? Not Absolutely. to say those others are unfaithful, but I'm making the active and conscious decision and that helps me, you know, move forward and act on, on what I'm thinking and becoming, right. uh, you know, achieving. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, what's very interesting is that as people, we, we are the, you know, we, we are the, the sum of our experiences, our um, heritage, right, from a cultural, from a family standpoint, and um, economical, socioeconomical status, race. We, we yeah. are accumulation of that, of those things. And, and those all manifest in our thoughts. So in the hundred thoughts that you can write, it could be your mom that's speaking, not even you. Right. Yeah. But every yeah, once in a while, yeah. something truly comes from your soul. And so that's what you're trying to capture. But if you never put it down, you'll never be able to see, OK, that's really my dad that's speaking right here. That's not really me. That, those are his ideas. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, um, messed up in, in just basically reshuffled my father's or, or mother's or cousin right. or whoever. 
I don't know, yeah. idols, whoever you who has who has had influence on you, but yeah, and 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 being able to to capture the ones that truly come from from your heart, I think it's a great tool. That's what you know. Writing is a yeah. great tool, and I encourage a lot of people to do that. I mean, even from a power of imagination standpoint, the way I I recommend people to do is is we always write down. I do write down. A lot, everything. I do the same yeah. as you. Um, it, it is just putting it on paper um, does help with clarity in 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 the mind. Yeah, right. Because because ultimately, right? Like you're you're gonna find the most meaningful um, accomplishments come from the the steps and the actions that you take that are truly yours right yeah and so you know if you're gonna and that that's i think that's what all these you know motivational speakers and people talk about when they talk about intrinsic motivation i think that's what intrinsic motivation is yeah it's, it's okay and it, you know, when you label it like that, it just kind of sounds like another sort of talking point. But it really is like a, a function of how how do I find out what intrinsically motivates me? Mm -hmm. uh, and it comes through writing. It comes through okay, what am I thinking about? What what do what are what are my goals? What am I trying to do? I, it comes right. from reflecting, and it come and by doing all of that, you're able to find out the pieces of imagination and the pieces of you know your soul that you want to act on right exactly uh, absolutely and I, and I think it, it, at the end of the day it really boils down to thoughts and yeah anything that you can do to regulate the millions of thoughts that are flying through our minds it, yeah. it's anything helps <laughs> yeah exactly anything helps i yeah couldn't agree more so i think one 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 thing i'm curious about is um when you have well first of all in just in life in general in your goal in your life in general is there a specific goal that you're trying to achieve and and really you know if you would mind, wouldn't mind sharing, what is that goal, and how are you going about making sure that you're you're executing and and you're getting towards that goal? Yeah, that that's a good question. I think, and you know, there there are there are definitely like the way that I think about it is there are definitely like phases in your life, right? So mm -hmm. for the longest time, there's all there's always like like if you're in school, right? There's a stated goal. Right. right. The goal is to graduate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or the goal is to do, you know, get X in Y class, mm -hmm. um, meet certain deadline. Right. And it's it's very mm -hmm. obvious and it's very structured. Right. As to how you how you meet meet those goals. Mm -hmm. Now that now that, you know, we're just sort of in life. Right. Yeah. The, and, and faced with this unstructured open world. Right. Where, where anything is possible. Mm -hmm. It's it's really about first defining what what it is you're looking for. So I'll I'll give an example. Um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go work uh, at, at a in a fellowship my first year out of college, mm -hmm. and I I had 
very little to no experience in what that fellowship was in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of just applied for it on a whim, got an interview and just sort of ran with it. Um, and my goal going into that fellowship, it was only for a year. My goal wasn't to, you know, there, there was no sort of next defined step after that. Yeah. Right. My goal was to learn as much as I can interact with as many people as I can try and figure out what it is that I want to do next. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And that's nebulous, right? It's not like, Oh, I'm, I'm in this entry level job and then I'm pursuing this next position and yeah, you know, yeah. I'm working my up the way up the corporate ladder. It wasn't like that. It was, Hey, you're here for a year. Uh, and then after that, there's some people that typically do this. There's some other people that typically do that, mm -hmm. uh, but have fun. And then just kind of kick you out yeah. and you know, that's daunting, right? That's like a daunting proposition, especially when you're coming from, you know, uh, experiences that tell you and, and people that are constantly telling you, mm -hmm. Hey, don't worry about fulfillment you need a job you need money to put yeah. food on the table right like <laughs> yeah, you, you need you, you know what i mean like like yeah. there are all of there are all of these more fundamental hierarchical needs that yeah. you have to fulfill mm -hmm. and so to solve that nebulous problem i took it upon myself to just act like a sponge learn as much as i can figure out and reflect on mm -hmm. all the things that I'm uh, experiencing. And then once I've, once I've internalized it and, and made sense of what it is that I'm experiencing to pick my head up and look around and survey for opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's, that's sort of an example of where, you know, you're, you're faced with, you're faced with, an unstructured problem where the goal isn't necessarily clear. Right. right. But when I was in, when I was in that internalization phase, that's when I defined my goal. I said, no, you know what? It's not enough just for me to get a job. Mm -hmm. My goal needs to be to self-actualize. My goal needs to be do something that find that you find interesting, um, have experiences that you find fulfilling, interact with people mm -hmm. that give you purpose and make, make, take steps, whether it's a, applying for opportunity, surveying for opportunity, talking to people, meeting new people, you know, asking that girl out on a date, mm -hmm. like it, taking those, you know, those active steps to fulfill that goal of, you know, self-actualize, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't, as much as I find my career fulfilling, I don't want my career to be fully defining me, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I want to go backpacking. I want to take trips with my family. I want to, to, you know, be able to come back uh, to my hometown and, and see my friends and talk about all the adventures that we've had and make new adventures with them. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's what I, that was my goal, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, and so to achieve that goal, it's not, so, it's not sort of like, here's your, you, you've gotten all A's, so here's your, here's your degree. 
right, a handshake right. or yeah, you ace the interview. Congrats. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's a bit more, it's a bit more nebulous than that. I don't know. I kind of went on a ramble there, but <laughs> I, I, I think that's, that's probably the most poignant example that comes to mind, you know? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I think when people, a lot of times when you ask about goals, right, really they, they feel the need to have a specific example, feel the need to, to have a, a particular situation that they're, they're trying to head towards. And the way mm-hmm. I kind of look at it, I think you can have what I call more tactical and I wouldn't say realistic because, you know, you're trying to get all your goals to be realistic, yeah. but uh, more like tactical goals. But then you do have what I call kind of spiritual or mental goals, which to me yeah. I think are a lot more important because it doesn't really matter what the nature is of what you do as long as you achieve that particular goal. An example for me has always been independence and recognition. Those are two yeah. things that I've always wanted to be financially independent. And that was my driver from the time I probably could think. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what drove me to, in spite of my circumstances and the difficult childhood that I had, that's what helped me continue driving and try to get great, good, great, good grades at school, was that I didn't want to be dependent on somebody. Whether it, right. whether it is my parents or a family member, whether it's a corporation. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get paid by someone. But you know what I mean, right. which is yeah, having yeah. that ability to generate your own income without necessarily answering to somebody. And the second goal that I always had was recognition. I want to be recognized as an expert, as somebody that is a go-to person for something, right? And so to me... I could, it, it, power doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. See, there are some yeah. people power and being able to be in a certain status in, in society and, and having, right. you know, dominion over a, a mass of people and being that leader yeah. in that face of, of yeah. a particular organization or that has never mattered to me. I could care less. But my goal, regardless of what the form was, has always been I want to be independent and recognized. And that's what drove yeah. me. It, it could, I could have been a scientist. I could have been anything else, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And you, you kind of, well, once you, the way I think about it is, boiling down my goal to those two, you know, quote unquote, spiritual or mental goals, open a flexibility in terms of what I can do. It didn't really matter what I did yeah. on, as long as I had those two things satisfied, right? That's one of the reasons why I'm even in public accounting, even in consulting, because when it comes from a corporate standpoint, that's the most independent that you'll ever be. (laughs) There's there's no, you know, if you're working in a desk in a a corporation, um, you know, in the industry, like we say, you're not going to be as independent. I've tried it and and, and it didn't work that way. Right. And so to me, it was kind of like, that's what I felt strong about. And that has been a drive. And the more independent I can get, I'll always go for it. Um, yeah, that, that that it's interesting because I feel like you're right. We def we definitely do. It, that's a good framework to put it in, right? There's these tactical goals, mm-hmm. you know. Every day you're 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 marching along, you know. You have these 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 uh, you know these things that you want to do. Your eyes set set on something, but then you have these these more iterative and like 
continuous, ongoing right. type of goals that that you're trying to to you know that you're constantly trying to prop you know not prop up but like keep going right right like like, like your independence right like independence isn't something that you win and then it's you're just independent forever right, right. it's something that you have to constantly work towards right so exactly. i think that that's a great way to put it that's a great way to put yeah. it and so you know one one last thing we can touch on is when you see yourself today did you ever imagine where that you would be here um, when you think about as a kid and as a kid and, and dreaming about the future? Did you ever think that you'd be where you are today? And and how does that fit into where you're headed and, and where you're, you're trying to be? That, that's a that's a very interesting question. I I probably I I would have to say no. I don't think I could have ever imagined. Maybe right. because I just wasn't imagining enough. Right, uh, right. As a kid, you know, yeah. I was sort of just nose nose to whatever I was doing. So, but I think if you had if you were to go back in time and ask me, you know, what do you think? What do you think you're gonna? What do you think your life is gonna look like? I think I would have said. I think I would have said. I would be happy, right? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm here and working and and interacting, yeah, times are tough sometimes and yeah, things don't go according to plan always, but yeah. you know, I I'm very grateful for a lot of the things that um are in my life, a lot mm -hmm. of the people that are in my life, a lot of the the challenges that I had that helped me become who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think when I was younger, I had very little sense of self. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's hard sort of struggling and trying to, to find yourself in a, in a world that's constantly telling you all these right. different things. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, growing up, I was, I, you know, I was the only person that really looked like me in my neighborhood and around my friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, at growing up, I didn't really have a lot of people that, you know, I was, I was sort of ostracized from social circles because of the way that I looked or the language that my family spoke or, mm -hmm. you know, so th things like that. And it's like, it, it, it makes it really, really hard especially when you're younger and, and in those formative years to really f have that sort of self-identity. And I knew at the time that I was going to try and do whatever I could to quote unquote, find myself. Right. Right. And, you know, I look up now and reflecting on my experiences, the people that I was able to meet that accepted me, or let, gave me the, the the freedom and the space to figure out who I was going to be. Um, I'm I'm grateful. I can't I can't complain. You know, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just that's a very poignant question. It's like <laughs> it's like it kind of it hits deep. You know, because you you, yeah. more, you never think about you never think about the 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 smaller version of you, right? Uh, but right. that's that's you know that's probably the most authentic you right. that you knew right yeah. like when you're when you're a kid there you're not sort of it's it's over time that you become 
inundated with all of these different ideas and people's thinkings about what you should be or how you should act, how you need to talk and things like that. It's like, you know, you're just trying to, we're just all trying to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, I mean, it it definitely does. You know, there's a a saying that goes, um, I'll never be as wise as the day I was born. Um, yeah. Cause you know, that, that's truly when you are your true authentic self. And, and I think, it's a good point. I mean, you're, it's great the way you're looking at life, you know, and, and I'm really, as a, as a fellow African-American, I'm really proud to see you uh, grow. When I was your age, I did not have as much kind of self-awareness in, in the sense that, you know, being able to, to do a lot of self-reflection, I think a lot of the times we, we get caught up into the daily fight, right? And, and, yeah you are fighting your own demons with one hand and you're trying to hustle on with the other hand. Yeah. And, you know, there's not, there's not enough time to kind of think through it, but at the end of the day, you, you, you only have one life and that's the way I look at it. You know, um, you have a lot of people, you know, I grew up in a religious background, regardless of the religion and the beliefs that you have, there's a reality that there is a life cycle. Right. And yeah, and nobody knows um nobody really knows when your cycle ends yeah um i always think of kobe bryant right he was just going yeah, on a daily exactly. commute and and that was it but he lived to the fullest and and people always kind of bring that point and it's very easy as human and, and we do that naturally to to kind of get away from our humanity and reflection does that a lot. It it does bring out the first thing that reflection does is, is bring out the circle of life and that reality that anything that has a beginning has an end. But the moment you start acknowledging that, that's the moment you start living. And because you do live with the constant reminder that not tomorrow is not guaranteed, right? With a constant reminder that, you need to take care of yourself, take care of your body today because, yeah. you know, you're only as good as how your body is doing right now. And and right. being able to reflect, okay, what was, where was I thinking I will be um, when I, when I'm, when I grow up, you know, it's something that you, it's always good to do. It's funny. I was telling my son the other day that about six years ago, when I moved to California, and um, I would come and I had a client up here in L.A. And I would stay in a hotel, which is right around the corner from where I'm living right now. And every time I drive past that hotel, I kind of put myself back in the shoes. I mean, it's, it's only six years ago. Yeah. And I was like, I had no idea, no clue that I would be living right around the corner. At the time, yeah. when I was thinking about putting myself in my state of mind then, I was like, well, yeah, I'll be spending the rest of my life in San Diego. I'll be doing X, Y, and Z. Never did I think in one yeah minute that i'll be living right around the corner so <laughs> but that, that's that's the i feel like that's i that's what excites me the most right it's right like, exactly yeah you you get you get you have you have a plan you think about it but you know life is life is unpredictable and that's the beauty yeah. of it right if we knew right, if right. we all knew the story you know we just skip to the end and figure out how it ends, <laughs> you know yeah, so it's absolutely. like that i don't want to do that i, I like i like i like uh, <laughs> Riding the yeah. wave, you know? 
Yeah, for it's sure. It's exciting. And and I think and I think, you know, it's it's always it's always very um it's always very humbling. It's a, it's a humbling thought mm-hmm. whenever you think about these types of things whenever you're reflecting on your your thinking about okay what what would the younger version of me think of where i am now or yeah where was i and what you know it's like but that that's the thing right it's like it's it's it feels humbling it makes you it, it makes you realize just how little you know but that it should also be like empowering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's empowering that that you're you're capable of of doing so much more than you give yourself credit for, you know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I, and I do think that everybody should take the time to reflect and, and think about, you know, life's journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have, I have one question. I don't know if we, if we're running over time, but I guess sure. how I, I had a, I had a professor in college mm-hmm. um, who, who taught, um leadership and it wasn't it wasn't like oh these are all of the you know these are all the different types of leaders you'll interact with you know that that typical type of business school stuff mm-hmm. he actually approached it like like a um in a very structured way mm-hmm. and so in in that class we talked about the importance of being value driven Mm-hmm. And that was that was one of the key frameworks from that class that really st- stuck with me. Um, and so I guess I wanted to ask you, it's like you, in, when you were talking earlier about knowing that you, you wanted to be independent mm-hmm. and uh, having that that goal in mind, do you do you know or I guess how do you think about the values that, that, that you live, that you have, and how does that compare to sort of like the values that you live by, if that makes sense? I, I don't want to make it too nebulous of a question, but I'm, I'm just trying to compare um, that sort of framework with, I guess, your thoughts. Right. I, I think, you know, when I think of values, you know, values are, are th- tools. I, I look at them as tools to really... Yeah structured where what your goal is right um mm-hmm. because most times what's going to happen is where you put where your values are that's where you're going to put your attention on and mm-hmm. when you put your attention on something your thinking pattern and your thoughts start getting driven to that and again you are what you think and your thoughts determine the way your life goes i i fundamentally yeah. believe that the you know the 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 if you boil down a human a person and any kind of creature to um a singular sub item and you know it's a dna mm-hmm. or a cell i think from a from a, a mental perspective it's a thought right and that's what drives yeah. everything in your life and so i think the values that you have are really markers that help focus your attention and where you put your attention on, that's where your thoughts will be to- directed towards and um, where you direct your thoughts towards your decision making will fall 
behind. So to give you an example, as part of being dependent, what I value is financial soundness, right? Um, one of my values is to always be not overly leveraged, is to be smart with my finances. And I, I do value money in that way, right? In, in terms of, okay, what, are, what am I bringing to the table in a job? What, what, what value added do I put in and what do I get in money? How do I get paid? What is, what is my entire, rev, what are my revenue streams? Where do I get different money? Not just my job, but just in general. Because if you want to be independent, that's the first thing where they get you, right? It's, it's, it's the money. And so one of the first thing as a, I, when I graduated college, the, one of the first things that I did was to cut myself financially from my parents in any shape or form. And that I even actually started before I graduated college. My, my junior year, I started that. I took upon myself my books, anything that was school-related. I decided to pay for it myself. I decided to take on even my car insurance on myself, my phone bill, a lot of the financial things that I was dependent on. And the moment I graduated, I took upon myself my car as well. So by the time I was a year out of school, I didn't have to answer to anybody, right? Because I was financially independent. So you don't, right. you don't get to call me and I don't have to fall, pick up your phone call, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah that, exactly. That was really, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you're not giving me anything. I talk to you when I want to, right? And right. that has been a part a key part of of who i am which is financial independence and <clears throat> not never be in a situation even from a job perspective where okay i really have to bend myself 10 words for this job because i'm really really dependent on the money right yeah yeah and so that that's something that i value so every single time i am i work whether i am i'm trying to make a decision you know, where whether it's even grocery shopping, right? It's just that simple because I do value when I go to those grocery stores. Not that I'm trying to be, not that I'm trying to be cheap, but I always look at okay, what is the least cost uh, yeah. or the most cost effective for myself that will put me in a in a position where I'm not getting into a habit of of, of having a particular lifestyle <laughs> that I can afford, right? And yeah. and. You know, it's so many things like that because I value that. However, there are some people that I don't, right? It's right, right. You know, it's it's it becomes. It's important, you know, to come back to your question. I think values are critical because they do they do help you focus your attention, and where you put your attention, yeah. that's where your life goes. Yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 uh, it's very interesting because i think the way that that the framework that of of like value driven is very it's uh, it's very similar to what you're talking about it's like yeah. where where are you placing your energy where are you thinking of what are you thinking about you know what are the things that move move your life along right right and and that that's what it means to be value driven right? right so it's it's well, I, I said I said this earlier. I'll say it again. You know, Patrick's no slouch when it comes. He knows his stuff. <laughs> Even he, completely unprompted, he knew he knew and got to the the heart of the matter. So, you know, one thing I, I want to leave you with, right? There's a uh -huh. there's an author 
Uh, it's called The Power of Silence by Carlos Castaneda. It's a very abstract and philosophical book. But one of the things that he brought out was the concept of you're born with a limited amount of life energy. It's, it's different than your lifespan. The life energy is essentially how much attention you can spare in your life. Mm-hmm. And the moment your life energy and finishes, basically it's just a matter of time, right? Um, before your physical life follows suit. And that concept was mind boggling and mind completely, yeah. it troubled me for a while because it came <laughs> up with a, it, you know, it's a very fatalistic kind of limited way. But, yeah. you know, the, word, the reason why he was trying to, he brought up that concept was because we waste a lot of time on nonsense, right? On dull things of life, things that just kind of waste your time. And so if you look at yourself as, as a limited amount of energy, then even the accounting in you is going to be like, well, I got to be effective with the way I spend my energy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, that's a, that's an interesting, that's an interesting take. It's like, uh, I know there's a, it's like very stoic in, in like, uh, yeah. I know Seneca has, or one of the stoics has this quote. It's like, you know, people, people make the mistake or something to the effect of that people make the mistake that death is an event in the future. Right. Like really the time that's passed is owned by death. Right. right? And exactly. so that, that's not meant to, that's not, you know, meant to sort of be like this scary or, or, you know, doom and gloom type of damper it's really supposed to be like an an inspiring thought right, right. it's supposed to inspire you to act right and exactly find meaning right yeah and so it, it sounds exactly like what and so what'd you say the name of the the book was uh it's um the power of silence by carlos castaneda okay. it's really about the, the gist of it is it's about um tapping into silent knowledge which is which is your spiritual self um it's it's about controlling your thoughts and and really elevating. It's it's life changing. It, it is a book that yeah, is. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough to read through, but you know if you're able to make it to the end, it's it's life changing. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely give that one a read. All right, thank you so much for being here, Fraser. One question I have: If someone wants to connect with you, how how can they do that? You know, is it LinkedIn? Is it a particular email or? Um, how can they do that? Yeah, no, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to, to reach out to me. So Fraser Murugeta uh, at LinkedIn. So, okay, perfect. Appreciate Appreciate you, uh, uh, giving me the time and listening to, listening to me ramble a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's good. No, no worries. I mean, it's for, it's for, I think, you know, there are a lot of people that do like these conversations and, you know, I think it's really helpful to, particularly in this day and age with so much happening in, in our society and, and um, things yeah. being a little wild in the world, I think it's, it's good to have a thoughtful moment where we do reflect on ourselves, right? Um, right. Thank you again for joining me today, Fraser. Thank you for listening. Um, each day you get close, every single day you get closer to being the superhuman you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.